What's going on, True Believers? My name is Glenn Rodriguez, and this is the Comeback Kids podcast. I am joined by the other Comeback Kid, Mr. Mike Yatsko. How you doing? What's going on, man? We're coming back. We're back. This is... We're, all right. back. We're coming back with a vengeance. Can we... coming back from? Um, well, we just did a workout. Yeah, we, it was an intense workout. It was. DDP yoga is no joke. It is. It's intense. But let's start off by saying this is the first time we did a podcast together in the same room ever. And we've is it the first? It's the first. Yeah, we time. never even did it when we lived in L.A. That was that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We lived together in L.A. and we also um we did, uh, podcast live shows for years, but we've never been in the same room. So this is actually cool that we're doing this kind of podcast in the same room because it mean I think it means a lot more. Definitely. Um, if you haven't been following what uh, I've been doing for the last year, I started something called the Comeback Kid, and we thought that. Uh, Starting something together here since I came to Chicago to uh, help Mike out with something, which we're going to talk about. Um, I decided, uh, you know, I wanted to keep going with the Comeback Kid brand. And Mike was like, hey, we should do a podcast. And uh, I think it came out. We just decided to call it the Comeback Kids because there's two of us. There is two of us. And I had to dust off the old microphone. I've had this thing sitting in a box for God knows how long. And I just look at it like even when I moved um, last year. I just looked at it and said, I, am I ever going to get a chance to use this again? And sure enough, here I am sitting with you, getting a chance to use it. It's pretty nuts, man. This is, it's exciting. Um, but like, like we said, we just got done doing a workout. Yeah. And I always feel good after one of those. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard. Even before those workouts, it's always difficult. You want to talk yourself out of it. And I know I was telling myself every excuse, oh, it's getting late. You know, you probably could just go to bed. Oh, you've been working out every day this week. You could skip one day. But you know, when you start letting those doubts and those thoughts creep in, that's what defeats you. And I love that we've consistently been putting those doubts and those thoughts aside and saying, we're just going to go ahead and do this. And then afterwards, we look at each other and say, wow, that felt great. We're, you know, we're very proud. Oh, yeah. It always feels good. And the best part about it is, too, like by the time we start doing our workout, because let's tell the listeners, it's it's almost 1 a.m. here in Chicago. It is. So most people would just give up in the day by this time of night. They're either sleeping and they just don't do it. But like and we considered it. It was an option on the table. We were both tired. We were both uh, very sleepy today. And um, it's a lazy Sunday. It's Sunday. But we decided to do it anyway. And it and it feels good. We were doing DDP yoga fat burner 2.0. Um, which, which I I like better than the original fat. Burger. Yeah, it's a little mo- it's modified a little bit. It seems more intense. It's also a little longer too. It's a little longer and uh, it's a little faster too. Like I feel like I'm I'm not like falling behind, but I can almost say like sometimes when I'm getting out of something because I'm I'm still big. Um, it takes me a little bit to get back into something and they're already moving on. So I have to like do it and then catch up. But like, yeah, I definitely had a few moments where I found myself catching up or even having to stop for just a few seconds and then, you know, jump back into the workout. But I think as far as, um, the whole DDP yoga is concerned, like I have a lot more control over my body, like just in the last week, like I noticed, like I was able to do one push up today, <laughs> like yeah. one real push. I've been doing the, you know, the push up where you sit on your knees. It makes it a little easier. Um, and that that was pretty good by itself, but I was able to actually do a real push up today, which was a huge huge breakthrough. That's awesome. Yeah, so it, it hurt afterwards. I couldn't do a second one, but you did it though. Like you were you were giving it your all, and it was really good to see. I I have no upper body strength, so I'm still working on getting strength up there. I, I should have it by 32 years old. I should have like decent to better upper body strength, but I don't. Hey, but we um, keep doing this, and we'll have no problem getting there. I hope so, man. I hope so. So. 
while we're talking about this, let's talk about why we're doing this podcast. Uh, there's a lot of reasons why we're doing this podcast that we thought like I, my reason is I'm all about people who are in the grind and that's what I want to follow. That's what I want to hear. I think it's interesting to read about people who already reached their goals and or whatever they are. And We're I read towards them, especially. Yeah. The journey. The journey is the, is the best part. Yes. And from like all of our people that we like to listen to, like uh, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk and all that, he always talks about the journey document instead of create and all that good stuff. So I thought this would be the perfect platform to document our journey and the few things that we're doing here um, at your version of the accountability crib, uh, which is great. Um, Well, why are you doing this? I'm doing this because I just came out. Well, I'm not, I can't even say I just came out. I'm still coming out of a depression where I sat down for many months, had a tragic event in my life happen um, that took me out. I was in bed feeling sorry for myself. And that just, if you let yourself do that, it just is going to get worse and worse. There's, there's no good that can come from that. So I, I decided one day that I'm just going to grab life by the balls again and do all the things that I had pushed aside and all the things that I've been unhappy with myself, I've decided I want to fix those things at any cost. Like I, I want to work hard and I want to do it. Uh, weight loss being high up there. And I figured the only way that I could truly be happy with myself is to get in better shape is so I can feel better, not just look better, but feel better, be able to move around better, do other things. And so I think that's what it's mainly about. It's overcoming all of that negativity that I went through for months. I mean, it. it for those of you who haven't gone to, through depression, I imagine most have at some point in their life or will. Um, it can be really, you know, dis- uh, disabling. You could really just, you know, sit in bed, stare at a wall. Hours go by, feels like minutes. Um, and it's a crazy feeling. So for me, it's truly about a comeback. It's about proving to myself that I'm not going to let anything stupid affect me or derail me from where I want to go in life. So it's, it's about coming back from that. Exactly. Well, I feel like we've because well, my comeback starts year a year ago. Yeah. Same kind of situation. I was depressed for two years. Something happened in my life after those like near the end of those two years. And uh, I I lost a lot of stuff. I moved back from L.A. to the East Coast. I was a mess. I was overweight. I didn't have the creative mojo that I used to have that I'm pretty much known for, you know, with all my friends were just like, what, what happened? And, you know, I wanted to come back from that after, after all the stuff that happened prior, I just wanted to let that go and make sure, make sure that moving forward, that I was going to be the version of myself that I'm the most proud of, that everyone else can be the most proud of too. I mean, in the end, it's what you feel about yourself is the most important, but like, I didn't want to let other people down in my life as well, because I let down the most important person in my life and you know how that ended up. So that's what I wanted to come back to. So like, I feel like we're on the same wavelength there. Yeah. And I feel like, um, another thing that I, uh, went through was my stepdad actually broke through to me. Um, and I was already on my way up as far as, you know, working out, eating healthy and trying to lose some weight. I'd already lost, um, 15 or 20 pounds on my own by this point. But I remember him just sitting down and talking to me and we don't have that many deep conversations. Not that we don't, um, not that we aren't close. We just usually don't have those kinds of conversations. And he just sat and he said, you know, you used to do this and you used to do that. And he was, he was giving me examples of all the things I used to be and do and how uh, things I used to value and how it seems like I've kind of given up or, you know, drifted away from all of those things. And that was really like an eye opener to, mm-hmm. to hear that from someone else's perspective, because you don't always 
you could be as self-aware, you know, as you want to be, but you don't always see everything, you know, the way other people can see it. And so just, just hearing it from someone else and hearing, you know, you used to do this or you used to, you know, be really OCD when it comes to keeping your uh, house clean or things, just small things like that, you know, they can tell that you're, you're not being yourself. You're out of character. And I, so it was a good wake up call for me to hear it from someone else in, in a good way. You know, he didn't say anything negative, but so I, I really appreciated that. That's good. Uh, so for you, do you feel like since it, it was more recent than mine, do you feel like, um, what should I, how should I put this without sounding lame? Um, how do you feel about looking back at that now? You're a few months into this journey. Um, how do you feel about that now? It's very difficult not to look back. And I think when we go through things, I, I don't, I don't see how you could never not. I mean, there's, there's things that happen in our lives that we're never going to forget for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, and, and you might forget them for a period of time. You might not, uh, think about them for a while, but eventually they'll pop back in your head and they might make you feel a certain way for a little bit. So, I mean, I try to focus on other things. I'm trying to do productive things. My biggest philosophy right now is any negative that comes my way, no matter what, like, for an example, my, my elliptical just broke. I just had this thing brought here from my hometown in Ohio. Uh, it took me a lot of planning to actually get it here. I drove down myself to get it. That didn't work out. My stepdad had to bring it up and then it breaks a week later. So, you know, I'm on this weight loss journey and I just feel like that was just something that could have derailed me. And maybe somebody else would have said, oh man, you know, that happened, you know, maybe this isn't going to work out. I'm just trying to find every negative and turn that into a positive. That's my biggest thing. And trying to figure out how can I work around this? How can I use this and still move forward? I, and that's what you have to do. You got to find, cause there's gonna be a lot of negatives that are thrown out your way. I could tell you for me, it was, um, just negative thoughts that would creep in my mind, self doubt, uh, uh, social media posts from people that I shouldn't be looking at at that moment in time. And it would just get me down. Um, you social know, media is a is a problem. That's a whole another. That could be a whole another episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Social we'll definitely media talk has about a lot that. Of negativity in and of itself. Oh yeah, and and it it's helped me getting rid of that too. Like so, with my uh, with everything that happened, um, social media was a big part of um, my depression. It was. I, I, I attempted to just shoot a movie and then it didn't go well. And I posted about the movie on social media. There was a newspaper article written about the thing. And like, I felt like I was just letting everyone down and I let social media like, Oh, where's the movie at? Like, why aren't you doing this anymore? Like it got to me to the point where that's where it's all just started falling apart to where, um, I was overeating. I was ordering Grubhub. Easiest thing to do. Did it put your card in? Boom, done. Yeah, DoorDash is my, is my yeah. choice. <laughs> so I would do, man, I would, I would eat a whole pizza and, and have a two liter in a day. I would do that a lot. I was just self-destructive. You know, I've never touched any hard drugs in my life. I drank a little bit when I was younger, but food has always been my downfall, especially in depression where you just don't give up, you know, give a damn. So you used it to give you, it made you feel better, at least in the moment. It did. It was good, you know, and pizza in LA is really hard to find, but I found a good place. And like, for me, soda was my crutch. That was like some people will smoke. I use soda as like my, oh, oh this is good. It is. Sugar. It's, it's crazy. I, I used to have a huge problem with, with soda and still do. I still crave it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a hard habit to kick. Um, 
I mean, the way I look at it, sugar is a drug, and you yeah. get addicted to it. So it's no no uh, surprise that we are addicted to these things. I <laughs> I've I've always heard the argument that people um like want to want sugar to be classified like a, a drug, like a like cocaine. I I don't know about you. That. Don't think you don't think I that? wouldn't go that far. I mean, I wouldn't say. I mean, if you're going to um, eat a tablespoon of cocaine and then a tablespoon of sugar, you're going to get some very different results. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I wouldn't classify sugar as, I wouldn't go that extreme with it, but I do think sugar is not as, not as innocent as some people would like you to believe it is. And it's, and I wish people would, especially doctors and the, and the media, I wish they would focus more on how that's bad. Yeah, it's... Because people get carried away. You look at some of these foods, like even us just going to the grocery store and trying to eat healthy and looking at nutrition labels, and you see some of these foods with just such... They're all high in sugar for no reason, like foods that shouldn't even have sugar in them just for the sake of just making them taste better. You just have to really be careful with what you're getting at the store. It's insane. Um, Doing this whole weight loss thing is, um, especially with the food stuff and, and making sure you're picking out the right things, it's tough. But you do it because you find a way. And when for me, when I was done not giving a damn about my life and just I could have killed myself and it would have been fine because that's how I felt. Fast forward to now, we're doing all this good stuff and, you know, we're 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 staying in what what we want to do. It's the most rewarding feeling I think I've felt in a long time. And it's uh, I was telling Mike here not too long ago, um, working out with someone you guys are we're doing the same thing. It makes you just want to do it more and more and more. The support system, you can always do something and accomplish something easier. It's not easy, but it's easier when you have that support system. So I, I agree there. Um, and like before I came to Chicago, you know, not to throw my friends under the bus and I'm not trying to do that. They weren't eating healthy and I was getting caught up in that. And I was doing really well with having a a piece of chicken and some broccoli or a vegetable, like, you know, boiled chicken, um, baked chicken, whatever, um, skinless, all that good stuff. And I was doing DDP yoga and, you know, I went for walks around the city and then I just fell back into because I got tired of the same meal every night. And then I got, you know, complacent and it's really easy to get comfortable in those situations, especially with fast food. And, you know, I had a problem with pizza and and soda in LA and Philly. I think I had a problem with just Philly cheesesteaks. No, I never, I think I've only, since I've been, when I was in Philly for the year, it was just WrestleMania or Royal Rumble weekend. Um, one time in the middle of the, of the year. And then the last day I was there. The day before I came here. So they're not as big or as popular in Philly as, you know, they would lead you to believe. It's not, not as huge. It's not as big of a deal to the locals, at least. No, it's I mean, the locals still still do their thing, but it's it's just uh, it's it's, you know, transplants that come like, oh, my God, you know. But um, now that we're here, let's talk about our progress so far. Um, you know, we're talking about mostly about weight loss right now, but we have other things that we're doing as well. So, I mean, we could start with the weight loss and work our way down. So how, so far for you, how do you think you're doing with it? What's the struggle? Um, and, uh, yeah, those are the two top. Well, I'm officially down 59.9 pounds from my highest weight um, in my life, which was just a couple years ago, or mm-hmm. even just a year, actually it was a year and a half ago. 
No, less than that. It was one. It was one year ago. I was at my highest weight. I had reached back up there. I had lost all that weight in L.A. when I was living living there. I lost about ninety five pounds in L.A. Um, for lots of reasons, gained it all back and got back to my highest weight again. And so I've lost sixty pounds since then. But the thing is, before you get too excited for me, about forty pounds of that was just because of depression. I mean, there was there was no. I wasn't trying. It's just because you know I was I was uh, moping around. And what's funny about it is I was so depressed. And one of the reasons I was sad was because of my weight and my health. And I was so scared to get on the scale. And I kept putting it off for days and then weeks. And I just said, no, I can't weigh myself. I can't weigh myself. Finally, one morning I said, I just have, I have to know the number. I have to know where I'm starting from. I weigh myself and it's about 40 pounds, 44 pounds lighter than what I thought I was. I thought I was still at my highest weight. That's because that's how I felt mentally. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing how your mind can actually trick you. Now, I'm not trying to make it make it seem like I was at a good weight when I did weigh myself, but it was seeing a number that was 44 pounds lighter than what you had in your head. I felt like I'd already climbed part of the mountain, you know? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Without even trying, and it was a little victory. And so that was just enough to just put me over the edge as far as my drive and motivation. And that's when I decided right there, okay, this isn't so bad. I've done this before. I've obviously done this somehow through depression or whatever else. Um, I can do it. I can keep going. I can, I can bust my ass. I can go further with it and do it on my own. It's like you turning a negative into a positive Absolutely. and small victory. I always say like small victories, you keep having those. You'll have one big one eventually. And who cares if you intended for it? That was not my intention for that to happen, but who cares? Take it, take it, pat yourself on the back and, and run with it. Make the most of it. Some accidents are beautiful. Exactly. And you know, it, it's, you have to take the positives because if you keep looking at the negatives, you're just sending yourself back and you could just keep falling for falling backwards until, you know, it's the end. But go back to what you were saying. So 60 pounds, I lost 44 pounds apparently through depression or whatever else. And then the rest um, of that 60 uh, just through hard work, doing DDP yoga, uh, was doing the elliptical before that crapped out on me. Uh, just a part broke off or something, something crazy. And of, of course, eating right. You know, lots of huevos. And huevos, yeah. <laughs> Gotta love those huevos. Yeah. Uh, co black coffee, no sugar, no cream, none of that stuff. Soylent. I don't know how some people feel about the Soylent drinks. I personally love them. I don't, I don't mind the taste. I think it's good and it keeps me full for a little while. So it's a good meal replacement drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just had my first one. Yeah, you, um, you seem to not mind it. It wasn't bad. It was just like... I was, I'm was. i always worried when people try it for the first time, especially when they ask, can I smell it? I'm like, no, you don't want to smell it because then you probably won't try it. I made that. I made that as I was like, I need to smell it first just because like... My mom smelled it and she almost threw up. She couldn't yeah. take it. And the smell is off-putting, but it kind of smells like soy milk to me, like a sweet soy milk. And that's why I love soy milk. Like I've, I'm lactose intolerant. Like... Um, milk does something to me that is just depending on what kind. So moving to soy milk, um, the silk milk stuff unsweetened, um, it has been a blessing and that's what it tastes like. It, to me, it tastes like it was, it's someone dumped a whole bunch of Cheerios inside silk milk, let it sit there for a bit, took all the Cheerios out. And now it's just just leftover milk. tainted milk yeah and like but in a good way yeah I, it's I not it's bad okay. it's yeah pretty, and it gets, yeah it, and it fills me up and i said sweet i don't mean to imply it has nine grams of sugar but um this is supposed to be a meal replacement and i, I actually it does fill me up did, was that your experience it definitely did even just like a little bit of it filled me up like i could have just stopped but like that's why you said do it every so often take a drink and that's what i ended up doing yeah sip it slowly and your body will eventually you know Fill, up, fill itself up or feel full. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to do drink another one. 
they're good. Like I probably would do those once in a blue moon. Um, for me, I think my highest weight, I think when I came back from LA, I think I was like 340, 335. And then when I started the first time, um, with the weight loss journey, I was down to 330. So right now I am 322.4, um, which is an awesome victory for me. Um, at one point I was 315. I was really down. I was getting close. But before I got here, I gained a lot of that weight back. Yeah. So um, well, while we're throwing out numbers, I might as well, because I'm not shy about mine either. My highest weight was 393.3. 393 pounds. I was almost 400 pounds and I'm not going, I'm, I'm not one to sugarcoat anything. I know that that was a problem. Yeah. So my biggest pet peeve is when like people tell fat people that they're fat, like, uh, maybe some are naive and don't know it, but I could tell you from my point of view, I wake up and know it every single day. I don't need to be told in any way, Hey, you're doing something wrong. Trust me. I know I'm doing something wrong. That doesn't make it any easier to fix. Um, but as, as far as this goes, 393.3, 393.3, that was my highest weight. I am now at 334.4, and uh, we want to keep dropping my goal. Ultimate goal weight is 185, uh, give or take. I don't know, because I do want to put on some muscle too, so I don't know where I'll end up being. But I, when I was in LA, I was able to get down to 285. When I first saw the 200s, now the 200s might still seem like really overweight to some people, which it is. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. for me, seeing the 200s was like a miracle. Like, holy crap, I haven't seen 200s in... However long, many years. Yeah. So that was a huge victory. And it was very defeating realizing I had given all that up. So, but hey, you know, crap shit happens. You get, you fall off the bandwagon, you get back on, you fix, you fix it and you just try again. Stu, you were saying about getting back to the 200s. I haven't seen the 200s since right before I moved to LA. Seeing like even be 298. I think 2015 was the last time I saw the 200s. So you were in LA at that point. Yeah, and then I had moved home, and I had maintained the weight after moving home to Ohio, Youngstown, mm. Ohio, for a little while. Mm. Um, but at some point, just through, either through hanging out with people, and I'm not blaming anyone, but, you know, I just was around people who weren't in that same mindset. L.A. was just so – everyone was trying to be fit in L.A. So yeah. it was so easy just to, like, adapt to that lifestyle. And then when I got back home, um, I just kind of slipped out of it. It was very just easy to slip out. And that's an excuse. I should have kept up with it. But Yeah. Well, you, you know. now you know, and you're, you're moving forward. And – Back to the 200s thing, like like I said, like even seeing 298, I'm going to shed a tear because like, yeah. it's the first time. It's going to be a big day for the both of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm excited about that day, and I'm I'm excited to be able to talk about um, what we're doing here. Uh, so we're talking about our our progress so far, and with weight loss comes other things because we're so energized. I mean, we just finished a workout and we're doing this. And this was one of our goals. This was, was not the plan for tonight. No, no we were not. just going to chill for a little bit and go to bed because we were talking about going to bed early. But like we were so energized. And I feel like it's when we feel like that is the perfect time to document, you know, what we're doing. And like we said, you know, with weight loss, we want to do other things. Now, the one reason why I came here was to help you with the business. Yeah. Um, since you're the one who started it, I'm going to let you take the floor on this. So what are we doing here at the accountability crib? <laughs> well, we're selling drugs, G. Yeah. We're selling drugs. No. Yeah. We, um, it's actually a very fun and unique business that I think a lot of people are going to be interested in. And it revolves around candles. I mean, everyone loves candles. Everyone loves making their home smell nice. For years, I've always, I love candles. I've loved buying them. And there's just so many different kinds out there. Oh, yeah. 
Do you, I mean, how many, uh, yeah, is that a thing for you too? I started getting into candles uh, a couple years ago. Like I've always liked them, but like yeah. I went to, we always, even growing up, we've always had candles around. Yeah. Oh yeah. I found a scent from, I think Bath and Body Works maybe. Um, it was like uh, sandalwood, beechwood or sandal something, beechwood and it smelled or something mahogany, something weird. And it smelled like cologne, like a really good cologne. I'm like, Wow. They have man sense. I didn't think they had that kind of thing. Like, I didn't think they had like There's a so much out there, like a man centric candle. I'm like, I don't have a problem with all the like, you know, sweet stuff and the stuff that, you know, most people might not like or most people do. But I don't know, but I don't mind. But it was just cool to find a scent that I really can gravitate towards. So that's what I gravitated towards since then. And now I just anytime I go to a store, I want to buy one. My biggest problem, like with when it comes to businesses, I've always wanted to start a product business. Mm-hmm. Um, I've even I remember talking to you when I lived in LA five years ago about start, starting a subscription box. Yeah. The problem was I just had no idea what. And I'm also I'm very big on authenticity. Yes. And I don't want to put a product out there, and I don't want to start a business that isn't doing some good in the world. So I don't want to just put a product out there because I want to make money because mm. I that I. I don't think I'm even capable of doing that. Like I couldn't actually put something online that just I don't believe in truly. But as far as the candles go, what's funny is I've never made a candle up until a year ago because I've been uh, mastering this process now for almost a year as far as the candle making process. But what's funny before that, I'd never made a candle. And I just one one day I just had this idea of doing this candle business because it occurred to me that the sense of smell is just really fascinating. And like music, how music can transport you and take you to this whole other world, you listen to it and it makes you feel certain emotions or it takes you to a certain place. I had this idea that candles and, and smells can do the same thing. They can remind us of things, take us to a certain place, make us feel a certain way. And that's what I want to bring to the table as far as candles go. And so it's a subscription box. It's, it's a themed box. Every single month there's a different theme. You get a couple different candles to try out centered around that theme. And they, they take you to a different place or make you, you know, feel a certain experience. So it's it's a it's a true experience. It's not just you're not just getting candles for the sake of, oh, this one smells like flowers. Uh, you know, if you have a coffee shop box, you're going to have a frosted lemon loaf candle and a coffee and almond biscotti candle, something that really fits the theme and makes you feel like you're in a coffee shop. So it's just it's a really unique concept. It's it's something that I hope transports people and makes people feel like it's a little bit more unique than just a regular candle. And that's I mean, other than like helping you out, um, which was the biggest one of the biggest things I wanted to do. That's what drew me in is the take like I do the songs for the moment podcast where we talk about stories behind the music we love, um, where we talk about a story like a song was playing in the background and we will always remember that song. So that's why we do this show. And that's when I heard your the idea for it. I'm like, you know, that's right up with my, you know, my my vibe. That's like, I love that kind of thing. So I was like, I have to help it's out. It's basically you know? candle curation in a way. Like you're, you're curating, curating candles rather than just putting random candles in a box and shipping them. Yeah. It's putting a lot of thought into it. And and, and every single month is different. So you're never going to get the same scent. You'll get to try out stuff you've never thought of. And uh, eventually down the line, there might be a store where you can even buy your favorite scents. But, you know, let's not get too carried away. Yeah, we got to start off slow and start off somewhere. But I, you know, when I said something, when I said that earlier and brought the candle business, I said, I want to give back. Like, that's my main thing is authenticity. So I I think we're doing that in three different ways. Number one, obviously, the experience of the product. I want to blow the experience out of the water, out of any subscription box. And not just that, but of any candles. Like, I really want to have 
a, a candle that someone picks up and says, wow, this is a, a really nice quality candle. Like this, this, someone put a lot of thought and time into this and love. That's what's most important. So that's one way. Second way is that we're going to be giving back, like actually giving back, which I, I feel so good about. This was your idea that you brought to the table. I had thought about doing something like this, but you actually brought up the charity and, and um, I don't know if we've settled on the charity yet, so I will not say it. I just know that we want our candles and our subscription box to to benefit mental health. It's very important to the both of us for different reasons. Um, and we want each box to support a charity that focuses on mental health and bringing awareness to that. So that's very important. That's that's I was so happy that we agreed to do that. Um, like like you say, mental health is something that we both, um, you know, advocate for bearing the stigma of of what mental health is you know it's not very um it's serious it, it's very serious yeah know? and it's not to use this term in the this way but it's like it should be at the point where it's regulated by you know the government it's taken more seriously by doctors and just people around um employers and stuff like that like it's just mental health is so important that I love when people take mental health days from work and they don't abuse it. Like they need it for a certain uh, a thing. I know a lot of people who do that. Um, and also like, well, like I was saying, it, it's very underrated in our society. Yeah. It's very underrated. So it's cool that we're doing that. And well, there's a third way and these were in no particular order. Maybe I should have saved that for last. But the third one that we're going to is we're trying to make this special is that we're trying to in our branding and messaging, we're trying to put a positive you know, message out there. We're trying yeah. to have positive sayings, even down to what's included in the box. We're going to have a handwritten note that's personalized to each and every person who subscribes. And that's, you know, supposed to make you feel good. We don't want, our goal is just to not be another, another negative thing in the world or another yeah. company just to take up space. We want to actually make a little bit of a difference, even if it's small. We're not here to change the world. We're just here to change a few lives if we can. And, um, and do the best we can at that and spread something positive, make people feel good. So when they get our box, they see a nice saying on the side or whatever, and it just makes them feel good. It's just something special that they can unbox and brightens their day. And I think that if we can achieve that, we've succeeded. I think that's, yeah. And that's the beautiful, most beautiful thing about it. It's, uh, there's a lot of negativity in the world and just to be able to, to give back, to give people a positive um, vibe, a positive experience with what we're trying to do. You know, people are going to spend their hard earned money on us. We're going to give them the best experience that we can give them, yeah. you know, and that's and we the take most that important. so seriously. Like I remember even we've had conversations when we were talking about it and I, I was even telling you little details. If we don't get this little thing right, we can't, we can't ship it. We will not ship it until it's hundred percent right. That's, yeah. that's my philosophy. And and that's the perfect way. And I, and I also, as a whole, what we're trying to do with what we're doing here, it, it just, you know, we want to make sure everything goes right. Even if it doesn't, we'll find a way to fix it. And I think that's another good, a good thing to do. Um, what else are you trying to achieve while we're here? While we're here? Well, I'm trying to take up piano again. Yeah. <laughs> so I need the first step is to get a keyboard that would help me in the practicing part. But um, I, I took a piano lessons a long time ago, years ago, many years ago when I was a, a youth and a youth. A youth. And so I want to get back to that. I, I want to try to take back control and do some of the things that I've given up on for whatever reason. And I'm not, I'm not saying all things because I even gave up drums at one point. So I'm not going to pick that. I'm not picking up drums. Mm -hmm. But there's certain things I want to pick up again and say, you know, I didn't take those things seriously at the time. But life's too short. Why? Why I could do those things now. And so there's things like that. Taking piano lessons that I'd like to do. 
I think that's always uh, I I gravitate towards music that has piano in it. Like I love Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness or Jack's Mannequin or something corporate. All three of his bands. Um, I, I love keyboards. It's just it's cool that you're doing that because that's something I always wanted to do. But like, there's always more. There's other things that I want to do before I do that. But I'm glad that you're going to be doing that because um, it's such a cool instrument. Uh, for me, um, there's a few things. Like so, why I'm here the candle business, this podcast, losing weight. Also, I want to get back into making film, making movies. Uh, it's time, man. It is time. And it, and it's been so long. Um, and I let one little, I mean, it wasn't little, it was, it was a big deal when that failed because like it was supposed to be my first big film by myself, like my own feature film that I worked years on writing, but it didn't work out. And I let <laughs> I let that really bother me. So I haven't put out anything since 2014, the birth and death of the day. And, it, and you know, last summer, it was like near the tail and in the summer, I got a message from our mutual friend, Kevin Internato, great actor. Check him out if you haven't seen uh, Bad Frank or uh, Dirty Dead Common, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, he wrote like, you know, it's cool that you're talking about the birth and death of the day. So it was a great thing, but you need to move on. You need to make your make a feature. And that's something that's been... I remember looking at you and be like, he's, he's not wrong. He's not. He's not He's wrong. not at all. As much as that might not be fun to hear, it's, he's not wrong. You know, I've been... Not to go off topic, but like, just because you said that, I am. I find myself more open to people's criticisms than I ever been before because I was at my lowest last year, you know, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be open to a lot of things that I might not have ever been open to. And I feel like it's helped so much for my my confidence and just my overall vibe that I'm trying to put out to the world. So back to the film thing, it's it's been a long time. I'm working on a few things. I'm going to be shooting a short film while I'm here, which I'm very excited about. You probably, if you've been following me on social, I've been talking about it. I was supposed to shoot in Philly. But um, this opportunity came up, and I had to, I had to, I had to take it. So I'm gonna shoot here. Um, it's called Live. It's a horror film. But like eventually, since you know our next thing is goals, setting goals. You know, it's cool that we're talking about what we're wanting to do. Um, I want to make Exit Zero. It's my movie. I rewritten it so many times, and I finally got a draft where I took a lot of people's suggestions, and I, I switched up stuff that I've been wanting to switch up, and I made it more mature. The, the character is the, the main character is a lot. He's, he's not a bitch anymore. <laughs> I'll get into that another day, but I'm very proud of that, of that script. And I, that's eventually it's something I need to do. It's not like I, I want to do it and I, I, I don't have to, but I need to do it for me, for my mental state, because it's something that I've been trying to do for so long, failed once. I'm not going to let it fail again. Let's talk about setting goals. Uh, it's a very important thing. I'm for making goal boards. I feel like that helps me when setting goals. Um, and that's something you talked about doing today, like right before our workout. I was like right after the workout, you were like, hey, let's put the whiteboard that we have somewhere in the room where we're at the most. Somewhere we can see it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, so for you, setting goals, what's important to, 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 to think of when you're doing that? I mean, I believe in setting small goals and I believe in setting humongous goals also. Um, the reason why I believe in setting humongous goals, and when I say humongous, I mean the goals that almost seem impossible. Like when you think about it, those are the goals that when you talk about them with other people, they look at you weird. 
They look yeah. at you weird. They're the, and they say, no, you can't do that. Why you can't, how would you be able to do that? Those are the goals you want to set because, and and this isn't something I've come up with, but it's something I've learned over the years that if you set a huge goal, actually Grant Cardone is what introduced me to this philosophy first. He's a, um, some of the stuff he says is good, but you know, if you, um, set a huge goal that just seems so unrealistic to achieve and you fall short of that, I think the outcome is going to be a little bit better than had you set a real small one that, you know, you could easily achieve because at least you tried to do something big. So I believe in having big goals that even you don't know that you can achieve, but you can work towards. And I also believe in setting small ones because you need little victories to help motivate you and keep you going. So a little victory could be, could mean I want to lose one pound this week, two pounds this week, or I, I want to work out seven days this week or six days this week, whatever that is for you, set a little goal and then achieve that. But I think you should also have the big ones too. I agree with that. Um, and when you make a goal board for me, I've talked about this on the comeback kid dot me blog that I have, um, being able to visualize and see things every day. I, I know one of my favorite, favorite pieces of advice in filmmaking by Quentin Tarantino of no other is um, back in the 90s, you know, people were shooting on film. <laughs> like, no, it's, it's a lost art now. Um, he said, buy, buy a can of film, put it in your refrigerator. It's probably the most place you go to a lot. You open it, you see it. And every time you see it, it's going to stay in your head. You're going to want to use that film and make something. And... I take that and then I put in a goal board. I'll make a goal board. And I know I posted one on Twitter a while back, like my top five things. Um, moving back to LA was one of them, making X zero, losing weight. And I think there was a couple other, I forget what they were, but like I saw that and I, and I like putting things out and some people are not, might not like, like this or do this. But for me, if I put it out to the internet, either on social or on my blog or on podcast, it's like I'm being held accountable by everyone who comes across that. Yeah. So I try to make sure that I, I stay, I stay within those, um, those lines where I know people are watching and know people are, and in the end, I know other people's opinions and things really, truly don't matter. I do value people that I care about or yeah, like same. talking to. So, um, goal boards are a really big, important thing for me when it comes to setting goals. And it's important to always like, review your goals because uh, your goals might change just because and i know that for me 100 percent. because if you talk to me five years ago the goals i would have spit out then and the goals i would i would tell you now are, are pretty different some might be the same but a lot of them would be very different so also understand and, and be willing to make adjustments as you go and and you know just change it up as far as aligning it with whatever those goals are and you know, usually the big ones usually don't change, but it's always the little ones that I feel like change because you're like, all right, so we want to lose one week, one one pound this week, the next week, next week. And then we're like, well, maybe we can push a little harder, maybe two pounds, three pounds, you know, and then things start to change. For me, I feel like a lot of the big ones that I have haven't changed, especially the, the first two, moving back to L.A., making exit zero. But like things below that have been changing. Like there's, you know, I wanted to restart the G rod show and I did, and it was great, but then I kind of lost interest. Um, I just wasn't a fan of how it was going, not listenership or anything, just the, the vibe. And I wanted to change it up and, um, it just didn't work out. So that changed. So I kind of scrapped that again. Um, you know, there's just a lot of times where things change and I feel like you, like you said, it's, it's really good to review, um, every so often, um, what you want to do. Well, I was talking with my friend recently. He wants to open up an online store. 
uh, he, he's not happy with his job and he wants to open up an online store in the next year or two because he, he sees his position not not being there maybe in a certain period of time uh, with this company. Because, you know, as far as retail goes, stores are closing left and right. Toys R Us just went out. Sears is probably coming up. JCPenney, who knows? Uh, Dillard's just went under. So there's all these retail is just in, a, is, is in chaos right now. And he sees that. He actually he's one of the few people that has, has an eye on that and can see that. And he wants to do something different. And he was asking me, you know, where do I start with this? Because it just seems so big. So when I say set huge goals that seem so unrealistic, let's just take, let's just say uh, one of those goals is opening up an online store. Let's say you never even have done that. Let's say you've never designed anything or put together a website. I mean, never mind that there's tons of tools to help you. But start with something very, very small. That's what I told him. I said, even, even though you have that big goal, start an online store, and then you probably have a lot of mini goals surrounded you know, around that. Even though you have that big goal, you can't think of it as that over, you can't think of it like a big picture thing. You have to break it down into manageable tasks because if you don't, that goal is going to be, is going to seem impossible every single day because you have no plan. There's no action as far as how you're going to get there. So I just told him, take the smallest thing, break it down into little pieces and just do one thing a day. Even, even if, even if that thing takes you 20 minutes to do that day, you can check mark it, check it off your list and say, I did that. I got myself one step closer to where I want to be. And as soon as like I told him that, I feel like that helped him break through that a little bit. And he actually started taking the first steps. Like he made oh, that's a list. Amazing. He made a list of the products he wanted to sell, you know, and um, I said, hey, make it as big as you want. You can always remove stuff like there's no rules, you know, make it your own and and do what you got to do. So I thought that was really cool. That's the kind of stuff I like hearing, too, because it's like we we all it's the everyone talks and says this phrase, but it's like we only have one at bat, one life to live. You might as well just live it to your fullest. And that can mean anything to anyone. Um, but I feel like it's really cool when people start seeing things and they're like, all right, you know what? I'm going to I don't like working for other people or I, you know, where I work is like it, there's no future in it. I want to start something. And I, I love that because with all the tools that we have now, we could do anything. Literally, almost literally anything. And one of my problems, because this is kind of goes into setting goals. I have a problem falling into um, seeing other people be further than I want to be, especially in film. Very easy to fall into. And with that, that gets me to the point where mentally I'm just not there. And I, and I'm, I'm working on that. And to see someone who, you know, knows that there's no future in retail and has that foresight. And then like wants to start a business. That's so cool. And like, doesn't care that other people are ahead of him or... And not only that, he has people in his head constantly telling him, oh, no, no, our job is secured. You know, this company's doing well. You know, people that are just blinded by what's going on around them. Yeah. And that aren't, you just can't for whatever see the big picture. Uh, and you're going to have people like that. Even, and you know what's funny about those people? It's usually the people that's closest to you that, that try to say, oh, I don't think you can do this. And it's not that they... Ha- in maybe in most cases they they do, but it's not even that they mean harm. You know, it's not even that they have the bad, uh, your like bad intentions when saying that. It's just that they don't believe they could possibly achieve that. It might even be a little bit of jealousy, or it, it could be it could be a lot of things. Whatever whatever it is, it doesn't mean they don't believe in you necessarily. It's just how they're responding to the crazy thing that you're saying because it's not normal to 
just quit your job and start an online store. Well, you should you should start the store first and then then quit your job. But but you know what I mean. Things like that when you bring up those ideas when you haven't brought them up before, they sound quote unquote crazy to some people. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um, and so people are definitely going to push back on you. Oh, yeah, always. I mean, that's my you life. Have to, you have to weed that out because if you let that affect you and if you let that stuff in and you can't weed it out, it will bring you down. You'll you'll be defeated before you even do anything. It's. I know it's for you too. We've been both through this. Um, you know, for me, it's always been my family and some of my friends. I'm not going to say any names because I'm not like that, but it, it comes to a point where people are like, man, going to LA, that's such a bad idea. You know, it's, it's, you're, you're not going to make it out there. Everyone's trying to go out there. Everyone's trying to do what you're trying to do. No one makes it blah, 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 blah. You know, and, and it's just like, okay. But I'm still going to try. There's no hurt in trying. I'm one of those people, and I wish I could remember the the name. My friend told me what it is. But I, I'm one of those people where if someone tells me I can't do it, something clicks in my brain. Just something switches where I just – I have to do it then. Like I have to prove them wrong almost. And not just for them, for myself too. Like, oh, you don't think I can do this? Well, okay. Let me go do it. And so I've always been – that's always helped me. I don't know if that works for everybody or works for you, but it does help drive me. It depends on the person. Like more recently, I feel like um, people telling me I shouldn't do it or not do it. Like there's a lot of people telling me that I shouldn't have come here. You know, um, I had one person in particular that I, I want to date was like, ah, I don't think you should do that. I think I think you need to look for something in Jersey um, or look for something in Philly. But you know uh, what? There's only one person living your life. Yeah. And there's only one person that is going to be either happy or unhappy based on the decisions you make. And that's you. And it's been the most positive experience so far. I, I've been more creative. You know, you let me use your Osmo. Um, uh, I'm glad someone got use out of it because I sure as hell haven't. It's like a gimbal for your for your smartphone. Yeah, it's cool. They, they make cool products. I was able to make a tracking shot like from Halloween, just doing walk, just walking around the house. And it made me feel so good. And I'm like, man, I'm getting my creative juices flowing again. Film. I got these ideas and it just it i've i haven't had that in such a long time you know because i've always been a person um that's like i have to have this kind of camera i have to have this kind of lighting and this kind of like mic for audio no, i've always pushed back on that yeah 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 and it's funny that you say that because i was watching that gary v video earlier while we were in the man cave and um he basically said the same things like people just worry about the stupidest shit and use the tools and resources that are available to you. And that's another thing for setting goals. Use what's around you. If you're like wanting to make a movie or make a podcast, there's apps out there like anchor who, by the way, greatest host of all time. Um, they, they started specifically for people who don't have what we have. Like we're using a mixer laptops, great mics, Anchor, you can use on your iPhone. You can just talk into it. Anybody can do it. And they, you could put music underneath it, and the mix is really good. Like, I remember using the app for the first time before I knew you can upload your own audio. Like, I was blown away. I was like, this is the future. And podcasts are so, like, popular right now that anyone could really get into the game. And I really wish they had something like that back in the day. But, like, I had to settle for for little computer mics that plugged into, like, the jacks, put a sock over it, then you know, muff out the, my peas, you know, and it never really worked. So, um, that's what, you know, it's like all the technology that we have now when we were younger, it's just like, wow, it's crazy. And it's come a long way and it's, it's become so easier, so much easier for people to do things that 
maybe before you needed certain skill sets to do and now you don't like anybody can start a website like with minimal knowledge or effort like you don't yeah. need you don't need to know how to code you don't even know how to need to know how to design anymore you don't really need money either like you can start like a web like a dot web or a, a um, what is it a wix page and just start small like geocities <laughs> yeah but it's better <laughs> yeah. it's way better yeah, geocities yeah <laughs> so um with the wrap up here uh let's talk about what's to come on this podcast and what they're going to hear from us um we have a lot to talk about so we like we said in the beginning we want to use this podcast to document our journey yeah. it's more interesting to hear from the people within the grind than you know it's interesting to hear people who are already successful but like people who are in the same position as us are going to gravitate something towards like this because they can relate to what we're going through. Yeah, And that's, what's important about this is this isn't a podcast about two guys who have already done it and we're, and now we're preaching about how to do it. <laughs> yeah. That is not at all what this is. We are in the trenches. We are trying to tackle our own goals and we're failing along the way. We're succeeding along the way. And this is our way of sharing that. And my whole goal with this podcast, if it even helps one person push them over the edge as far as helping them, you know, get that, get to that next goal or, or achieve their dream or, you know, motivating them to do something they've been putting off for a long time. If it can reach one person, this podcast will have succeeded. I, I, you, I can't even say anything else because that was perfect. Um, and that's what we're trying to do here. So you're going to be hearing about our weight loss journey, what we're doing other than the weight loss journey, of course, the candle business, which we're going to talk a lot more. And by, by a certain time, um, you're going to hear a lot more about it and you're going to, you're going to be wanting to hear a lot more about it. It's going to be awesome. Um, and so on and so forth. But that is all the time we have here on the comeback kids. Um, where can they find you on the web? Oh my God. Don't look for me on the web. No, I, I, <laughs> you can find me on Instagram. I hang out a lot there at, at essentially Mike.com or at essentially, at essentially Mike. Sorry. And, uh, of course my website, essentially Mike.com and Twitter as well at essentially Mike. I'm on Facebook, but don't add me. I don't like Facebook. You shouldn't be on Facebook either. It's it's, it's just lame. Delete your Facebook. Delete, yeah, delete it. Just delete I've it. did it, Hashtag and it was awesome. Facebook. Yeah, and I would delete it too, but I also want to let people know about the candle business in a few months. And so, especially, especially like just real quick with the goal setting, um, waking up in the morning, and the, if it's the first thing you do is grab your your phone to check your Facebook, oh, you're doing it all I wrong. Used to do that all the me time. Me too. Scroll for an hour in bed. Scroll. scrolling through everything Every, people everyone else's life but my own scrolling is the new crack that's yeah. what i say yeah just so, wiggle but i luckily i have moved the facebook app to a different um page on my phone i don't see it i never open it so and i don't even get notifications that's another thing if you still need facebook for like for me i still want to use it for business here in yeah yeah months. yeah same here you can always go into your settings and just deactivate your notifications for it and you'll never hear about it yep. you won't know about friend requests about anybody's drama or breakups or relationships being official or anything like that you just skip all that bull crap because you know on on facebook if it's if it's on facebook it's official it's, a, it's, it's official it's, <laughs> you, official. it's, a, it's as official as it gets it's the truth uh you can find me on instagram uh, like mike that's where i hang out to um the most and that is at real g rod um you can find me on twitter i'm, I'm kind of getting back into it like i, I was there i was there's just things I don't want to see. And then I've learned how to use the mute button a lot more lately. So my feed, I mean, I've unfollowed a lot of people that I just, you know, I don't talk to. Like I just follow people just because they follow me. And now I just, you know, if they're interesting, I'll follow them back. So at real G rod on, on there as well. Um, well that's, uh, we're going to have uh, official, um, 
what is it? Uh, uh, handles for this show. We just got to figure them out, but they will be in the description of this podcast. So next show, next episode, we'll say them out loud, yeah, but we'll work out the kinks and all that. Oh yeah. We were just inspired. That's all we got to, we got to just do it while the creative juices are flowing. Exactly. So, um, I'm actually happy we did, we did this episode. Yeah, it, it's been great. Got a workout in, got the podcast in, we can go to bed having achieved quite a bit today. Exactly. For Mike Otsko, I am Glenn Rodriguez. Thank you for listening to the comeback kids. Till next time, true believers, the comeback continues. <laughs>